0: Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at StevensCreekChurch.com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Amen. Amen. So good to see y'all and just how many of y'all had a great fourth of July? Awesome, awesome. For those of you are here, those of you watching online and in our video venue, welcome. Can we make some noise to welcome them into our service and just excited about you guys being with us. Uh it's been a great, how many of you enjoyed last week all in? Did you enjoy the first week of this series? Yes, all in on who God has created us to be. So quick disclaimer, um y'all didn't warn me that allergies didn't stop when pollen stopped. So I am struggling this morning. My ears are off, my throat, everything. My eyes are watering. Todd asked me what's wrong. I I just got a a duct that won't stop leaking and I I wish I yeah, it was worship Todd. It was worship. That's what it was. (laughs) But uh just really excited to get into what God would say to us today. Um Last week, we talked about um, being all in on who God created us to be. And this week, we're going to talk about being all in on the opportunities that God places before us because he doesn't just want us to be all in on us. There's a reason why we were created and there's some opportunities that he has for us. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you for this day. You are Lord. You are king and I pray that you would touch this body that you would allow us to have ears to hear what you would say and get the glory out of today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, last month I was traveling um up to Connecticut to speak at a service and I was on the plane and it was uh not the regular planes. It was one of those nice planes with a tablet screen in the front of it. Every parent is like yes and amen uh, because it's a wonderful tool but I was by myself this time and you know they had movies on there but I, I didn't have headphones so I flipped through the movies and I was looking at the games and I played a few games but then I got to the poker game and it was really cool because it wasn't just me playing by the computer you were playing other passengers. So me and 14E and 13C was in a battle in the middle of the airline. We are 30,000 feet in the air and we are going back and forth and it's a wonderful game. And uh, right before we we were going to land, I decided to go all in. Uh, I had a few opportunities, but I decided to go all in with everything that I had. But in between going all in, and before they released the results, our screens went blank. They went blank. I know, right? They went blank and uh, they stopped the games because we had got to our uh, cru- uh, lower than the cruising altitude and they turned off the screens and I realized I had missed an opportunity. I should have went all in earlier. And then my brothers and sisters, sometimes that's how we feel in life that we miss opportunities, that we miss moments where we could have been all in, we could have gave it our all, instead we held back. But sometimes that happens not because we don't want to be all in, but we haven't crossed the first threshold. And I want to remind you of what we talked about last week, and that is I am created on purpose to fulfill a purpose. That there's a reason for me being here, that God didn't make a mistake when he made me, that, that who I am matters to God and matters to the plan of God for, uh, for the earth and for this city directly. And, and so uh, for you to really get that, you are so unique. There is nobody like you in the earth. I know you might have a twin or you might see somebody who's a brother or somebody similar to you, but there is nobody like you. And here's what makes you so special, which what makes you so unique is that there's nobody who has my gifts and talents, my personality and my sphere of influence. There may be people who have similar gifts and talents, but nobody has the the makeup of your gifts and talents. There may be people who have similar personalities, but nobody has your exact personality. If you don't believe me, ask your spouse. And, And then there's the third one, my sphere of influence. And that is who you know, where you go, and what you do. Nobody has that unique makeup and that unique makeup makes you special because what God did is when he saw issues in the earth, he said, I've got to create somebody who can be a solution to that. And here's your next truth is that when God sees a problem, he uses people to provide solutions. When when he saw the issue of raising your child, He said only you could handle that. When he saw the issues in your city, in your family, on your job, wherever your sphere of influence is, he created you to be a solution to the issues that you're facing. The solution to the issues that others are facing. You are created to make a difference. And in uh, our text this morning, 2 Samuel uh, chapter 23, verse 11 and 12, we get uh, a picture of somebody who was created on purpose to fulfill purpose, somebody that God used as a solution to a problem. It's a man named Shammah. And uh, scripture says, and next to him was Shammah, the son of Agi the Herorite. The Philistines gathered together at Lehi where there was a plot of ground full of lentils and the men fled from the Philistines. But he took his stand in the midst of the plot and defended it and struck down the Philistines and the Lord worked a great victory. You see, Shammah was born, uh, one preacher says that great men and women are born for the time that they're needed most. That you are here at this time because you are needed now in this hour of earth's history and so Shammah was born during the time that he was needed he was a, a man who was born to Israelite parents and he had a great upbringing he had a wonderful time but he ended up moving and finding David while David was on the run from Saul David was hiding in a cave from Saul and this is where Shammah comes to him and he is one of the three great Uh, warriors that David had he was one of the three celebrated warriors that David had and so at this point they are in the midst of going to a field because they had planted and it was harvest time and scripture doesn't tell us that David is there but they're going to look at a field and during this season the Philistines they would wait and let the Israelites plant and then when harvest time came they would come and take all of their harvests and so in the midst of this issue of this problem God brings Shama and Shamma, in the midst of them running decides to stand up and he wins of that victory and God works a great victory in his life and he does an amazing thing and can I tell you God wants to do the same thing in our life that he wants to use us to do amazing things that he has places and things that he wants us to do that where you are your sphere of influence has things or opportunities for you to to Be used by God to accomplish purpose. But there are four things that I want to show you that I think will help us accomplish the things that God has for us to do. If we want to be all in on the opportunities that He's given us, if we we want to pursue the places and the things that God wants us to do, four things. And the first is be willing to leave your comfort zone. And this is the hardest one uh, because. We don't really like to leave where we feel safe. We don't like to leave the places that give us security. And the same could probably be said of Shammah. His name, Herarite, dictates or indicates that he was from a mountain people. They, they were mountain dwellers, meaning that for generations, they were uh, away from society. They were up in the mountains and they stayed there for generation after generation. It was what they knew. It was where they were comfortable. It was where they felt secure. But in the midst of all of these generational things, Shama decides that I cannot stay here because there's more on the inside of me and I've got to be willing to do that. I've got to get out of where I am to Go to where God is trying to take me. I've got to be willing to take a step of faith beyond what I know in order to find what God wants to do in my life. And here's the truth our best opportunities are found outside of our place of comfort. I, I, I've said it like this before if you can do it, it's good, not God. If you can do it in your own power, and your own strength, it's good, but not God. And the things that God wants to do in our lives right now are greater than what we can do. And it's beyond our place of comfort. Nobody great did stayed ordinary or stayed basic. You have to go beyond what you can do. And most of the time, your best opportunities are right beyond the place of comfort, right beyond the place where you feel most like, that I can do this and I'm able because you've got to step beyond that and be willing to, to follow where God is leading you. Follow where God is taking you and it's not just a physical location thing. A lot of times it is with what you do, your personality, stepping beyond what you have always done and where you feel most comfortable. We see an example of this in scripture. In Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, God calls a man named Abraham to do this very thing. And the Lord said to Abram, his name hadn't changed yet. He says, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family. What he's saying to him is leave your place of comfort. Leave what you have always depended on and what you have always leaned on and go to the land that I will show you. Why? I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. Can I tell you that... That, that where God is taking you is directly aligned with the assignment on your life. And the moment you step out of comfort is the very minute you begin to step into trusting God. The moment you step out of uh, the assurance of yourself is when you begin to step into following where God is trying to take you. My daddy used to say it like this. You got to trust God when you can't trace him. That although I don't know where I'm going, I'm going to trust the one who knows where he's taking me. And although it's unknown to me. It is known to him and because of his character, I trust what he will do over what I know of myself. You got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone and this is what Shama does. He leaves the mountain place. He leaves where he's most comfortable and he begins to follow the plan that God has for his life. But here's the second thing is that we have to be willing to see the value in every opportunity. What is an opportunity? An opportunity is a chance to advance or progress. An opportunity is a chance for growth, for development. And we've got to be able to see the value of every opportunity that God places before us. In the case of Shamma, in the text, we see that Shamma is in front of a field of lentils. Those were beans. It was a plant that grew and it was a harvest. It was something that fed them. And so he sees the field and the other men see the field, but they see something different. They see difficulty. They see the enemy. But Shamma sees opportunity. He sees the value of the field. He sees the worth of the field. And he says, I'm not going to run away from this. Here's the truth. In our lives, God has placed valuable opportunities in our sphere of influence. And this is my encouragement to you. Begin to look around. Where has God placed you? Who do you know? Where do you go and what do you do? That God has given you an opportunity of value. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's on your job. Maybe it's in your neighborhood, in your community, maybe it's on online, on your social media. Where have God where has God given you an opportunity in the place of your sphere of influence? And this is what Shammah does directly in front of him. He sees an opportunity. He sees something of value and he decides I'm not going to let that go. And I want to show you a, a, an example of this. It's, it's really cool. In Luke chapter 21 or 22 rather, we see an example. Uh, you see, because everything of value will be challenged. When something has worth, it will be challenged. It will be tested. But in Luke chapter 22, this is what Jesus says to Peter. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. He wants to challenge them. He wants to shake them because he doesn't want them to recognize the value. He doesn't want them to realize the importance of the moment, to see the opportunity for what it is, not as something to hinder them, not as something to take them down, but something to propel them and push them forward. So he wants to shift them, sift them. He wants to challenge them. But notice what God says, but I have pleaded in prayer for you. Simon, that your faith should not fail. And for those of you who are in a battle right now, those of you who are being shaken and shifted right now, here's your encouragement this morning that Jesus has prayed for you, that his strong hand of grace is standing with you. You are not by yourself. You are not alone and you will not go under. You will make it through this. And you've got to trust that the same God that brought you to this place is the same God that will lead you through this thing. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through. And he's challenging him. He, 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 he wants to sift him. Because what you have is valuable. The opportunity before you is critical. Paul says it like this. We are one body and many members. We each have an assignment, and a role to play in God's perfect will and perfect plan. I told you to look around and see the places of value and opportunity before you. Next week, you're going to have an opportunity to see the places of value that you can be a part of here at this church. We're going to have a volunteer fair, but God has placed opportunities of value for you to get involved in at your home, on your job, but also here at your church. And we have to be willing to see the value in that and not allow the challenges of life to deter us from this and this is what Shama decides to do he says although I've been tested although this looks like a difficult obstacle although everybody else is running I see the value of this place I see the value of this opportunity I see the value the worth of this harvest of this field of lentils and although other people don't think it's worth it I think it's worth it and here's the third thing that we've got to be willing to do if we're all in on the opportunities that God gives us is that we've got to be willing to take a stand You've got to be willing to plant your feet and say enough is enough. This is worth me serving for. This is worth me giving my all to. This is worth me defending and pushing back the darkness. My child is worth me standing up. My, my job, my city, the things that God has placed before me is worth me taking a stand for. Here's the truth. Our recognition of value should propel us into action. We can't just say something is valuable and do nothing about it. We can't just recognize value and stop there. Our recognition of value should propel us into action. In 1890, a Presbyterian preacher, the Reverend John McNeil said these words, he said, if the Lord could only get a beginning made, if he can amidst all the disgraceful stampede and rout, get but one man to stop running, one to stop flying, one soul to cease from unbelieving and panic and fear and begin to trust in him, then and there, there and then the tide of the battle shall be turned. If God could just get one person to stand and say I'm not moving this is worth me fighting for this is worth me standing up for and I wish I had about two or three people that says what I'm going through now I was going to quit but this is worth me fighting for because God has placed this opportunity before me and although other people are running I'm going to stand firm this is what Shama does Shama does He stands firm because he realizes something critical and important. And y'all, this is your shout point. This is the great, great thing about this text. Is that that that, uh, that field of lentils was a result of seeds that had been planted. It was a harvest. And here's what you got to understand about why you're being challenged, why you're facing what you're facing, is that your harvest is not only fruit of prior labor, but it's fuel for future endeavors. Can I tell you that your future is dictated on you defending the harvest of now? What God wants to do next requires you to reap what you have already done. Your harvest And this is what Shammah realizes more than anything. He says, I can't give up here. Because if I lose this, I can't do what's next. And there are some of you in the midst of a battle, in the midst of a storm, and you want to turn away. But I'm encouraging you today to go all in on the opportunities. Although it's difficult. Although it seems hard. Although it seems like it's rocky. I'm telling you to stand there because your harvest is worth fighting for. And the same harvest that you're fighting for is going to give you fuel for what's next and what God wants to do later in your life. This is the good news. It's that what I've planted... The things that I have worked on is not in vain. It's not wasted. And ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we have to be willing to go all in on the opportunities that God has placed before us. What has he called you to? What do you feel a sense of, of burden for? Something that matters to you that other people are, are ignore it, but when you see it, it raises something in you. You feel a sense of calling to it. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to ignore that feeling? Are you going to dismiss it? Are you going to do like the men in this text and run from it just because it's been challenged? Are you going to be like Shamma and say, I'm going to take a stand and I'm not going to move. I'm not going to be uh, 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 pushed away or pushed aside because of difficulty and, uh, and modest uh, uh, those who may criticize me. I'm going to stand on the promises of God because here's, here's what happens next, y'all. Because after he was willing to get out of his comfort zone and follow God, after he sees the value of the opportunity before him, and after he takes a stand and is willing to do something about it, here's the fourth thing. You got to be willing to let God work. This is the good news because it takes the pressure off of us. Can I tell you your gifts and talents are great, but it's all about God. Can I tell you, your, your, your opportunities and the things that you've been graced with and given, those are great, but it's all about God. That God is working through a willing vessel to accomplish what he's trying to do. And so if you are on the fence, let me, let me just encourage you, be willing to let God work. Don't let fear stop you, because this is what he says in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. He says, don't be afraid. For I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Verse 13 says this. For I hold you by my right hand. I the Lord your God. And I say to you. Do not be afraid. I'm here to help you. Shema understood this. If I'm just but willing to take a stand and say, God, here, I'm available to you. God can use me and do great things in the opportunities that he places before me. Don't let your limitations stop you. Because this is what it says in Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. He says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay. That's us, y'all we are flawed jars of clay but there's a treasure inside of us and that treasure is Jesus to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us so yes, I know we have limitations but don't let that stop you from standing because it's not about you it's all about God and don't let pride snare you because sometimes God works through us and does amazing things and sometimes we, we get tripped up and think it's, it's us, it's not. Look at what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 in verse 10. He says, but whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me and not without results. For I have worked harder than any of the other apostles, yet it was not I. But God was working through me by his grace. It's not about you. It's not about us. It is God working through us. And if we would just only be willing to say, God, here am I. I I see the opportunity. I see the chance. And although others are, are running, although others are fearful, You can use me, God. And here's the promise. Is that when we take a stand, God's promise is that we will not stand alone. That when we decide to take a stand, we will not stand alone. One of Jesus' final words to his disciples, it says, Lo, I am with you. Always, even until the end of the age, David says it like this, where can I go away from his presence? If I go to the highest place, he's there. If I go to the lowest place, he's there. If I go to the left, to the right, no matter where I go, he is there. And if you decide to take a stand, God will be there with you and you will not stand alone. And through his might and through his power, you will see victory. That's the hope. That's the assurance that we have. And I want to encourage you today, wherever you find yourself, whatever God has placed before you, get all in on the opportunities. I told you earlier, but I'm telling you again that next week we're going to have a volunteer fair And I would encourage you, if you are not plugged in and serving in some capacity here at the church, God is calling you to go all in. Find a place that God can use you to help advance and progress and grow what he's trying to do at our church. We've got to go all in. Because there's a place that God has for us to be, and the opportunities are essential to us fulfilling that call and that mandate. I want to pray for you, pray with you. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word that has been declared, God. Thank you for the challenge that you have set before us to go all in on the opportunities that you've placed before us. God, help us to move beyond our comfort zone. God, help us to move beyond where we feel secure and begin to trust you for what's next and to follow you on this journey. God, our prayer is that we will see the value of every opportunity before us, even the places others have overlooked. Allow us to see value in that. Allow us to be the agents of change to make a difference. God, we pray that we would be willing to take a stand. I pray that we would be bold enough to say enough is enough. That I will protect this field, the place that God has planted me, what God has opened my eyes to, I'm going to stand. Help us to be bold enough to see you in that. And Father, we pray that we would surrender ourselves to you in a way that you could work through us. So God, whatever is unnecessary in our lives, will you take it out? God, the places that are prohibiting you from moving in our lives will you remove it God will you perform surgery God and begin to take out of us God the things that are unnecessary and God would you place your spirit in us God would you place your boldness God in us would you place God our patience and perseverance God to go to the places that you've called us and God for the person who has not said yes to you today I pray today is that day That they would surrender their hearts to you and say this simple prayer, Lord Jesus, save me. Make me into the person that you would want me to be. And Father, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice and who is watching. And I pray that you would release your anointing on their lives, God. That, Lord, as you prepare us to reap a harvest, that, Lord, we would be excited in great anticipation on what you are about to do, God. That, Lord Jesus, we would be waiting on our tippy souls saying, Lord, yes, I'm available. Use me, God. Use me. Empower me. Not so our name would be great, but, God, so that you would get the glory and the honor because it is due to your name, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and every believer say Amen.